What's going on, guys? Welcome to the first episode of Random Frequency. As you'll come to know, I am your host, Alex Gossard. Always with me will be my co-host, Camden. Today, oh, I'm doing excellent, excellent Easter Sunday. Uh, just ate some great food. Now I'm watching this women's national championship game. Going over some of the final four stats. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. So it is Easter Sunday, like you brought up, and you said you had to, oh, okay, go dogs, just hitting that three. Uh, so you you said it was Easter Sunday, you just had some great dinner. What what was your favorite dish of the day? Favorite dish of the day has got to be those cheesy potatoes, man. Cheesy potatoes. Cheesy potatoes. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. Like, I, I could do without, like, the ham and, and the green beans and the, and the bread. Just give me those cheesy potatoes. That's all, that's all I'm looking forward to. Okay, is that is that out of a box or is that homemade? That could be homemade. Uh, tonight we went with a little the, the the little Bob Evans dish, but uh, but either way, I mean, cheese potatoes, man, you can't go wrong with cheese potatoes. Cannot go. So, so uh, with it being you know first episode, I think we should do a little introduction, so that yeah. way the listeners kind of know get a little bit of know who we are. Yep. You yep. know what what we do, what we're all about here. So go ahead and uh, let them know what's going on. Yep. So we're both both out of the bus. Uh, I came an acquaintance. With the Goss, Gossard, your host, through college, playing a little college lax. That's that's our background. Uh, now I'm out in Dayton, and Gossard's back out in Columbus. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. Sweet, Terry, perfect to the point. Like you said, C bus is where we thrive. If anyone's ever in in the C bus, hit us up. So get getting into business here. We're you know we're kind of a, a random frequency podcast. We kind of go over all the big things that are important to us. Hopefully, important to you. That's why you're listening. You know, with sports, literally any sport you could imagine, we will talk about, except maybe fencing because one, I don't know a damn thing about fencing. Also, enjoy you know the media, the movies, all the good stuff going on. Uh, if you're looking for politics, you could try Fox News. We don't do that here. Fox News or CNN. Yeah. Yeah, CNN. Either either or, we don't do that here. We uh we, we report on the the sports sports side of news, entertainment side of news. Um, so uh, let's get into it. You know, the, the first thing, obviously, the biggest thing probably going on right now in sports is March Madness. You know, the championship is set. We got Michigan versus Villanova. Can give me your uh, give me your uh, you know rundown on that Michigan Loyola game last night and what what you know your biggest takeaway was from that man Loyola Chicago they I mean they came out they came out firing I really thought they were going to pull it off I mean they're 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 definitely a Cinderella team for the decade but uh you know that that Michigan defense that Michigan defense is brutal I mean they they were able to hang in there and I, I had them picked but you know before the tournament even started to make it to the finals you know after watching them playing the Big Ten of course me being a huge you know, high state fan, you know, Goss, you're a huge Penn State fan. Uh, you know, we're familiar with this team. Uh, you know, I watched them play play the Buckeyes twice. Uh, you know, they split the series, but, you know, that, that they get hot. And, and that's what Michigan basketball does, especially, you know, them being in the championship. They were in the championship, what, like four years ago or something like that? Yeah, with the, that Trey Burke team where Trey Burke was right. literally lead, leading those Wolverines on both sides of the ball, offensively, defensively. Which so I mean you know they're no they're no stranger to championship Monday that's for sure, um, yeah and like you said you know being Big Ten Big Ten advocates we are we get to see that team twice a year now the big thing that stood out to me with with the that Michigan team was the Wagner there at the center you know the big guy in the post got it done on both sides of the ball offense and defensive boards crushed it in points and you know really that kid if it wasn't for him. It would be, you know, Loyola would be facing Villanova tomorrow. Exactly. Let's, exactly. That kid had a heck of a night offensively on the glass. Offensively on the glass, he could not be stopped. I will tell you that. Let's see here. I'm looking at some more of the stats, you know, from field goal. He, he even shot 52% from the field. Average, he's averaging 14.6 a game in the tournament. This kid, this kid is, uh, he's, he's the real deal. That's for sure. He is the real deal. I will say him, uh. Now I don't I don't know if you listeners know this, but the last season he actually put his hat, his name in the hat for the NBA draft, went to some of the uh, the pre combine things and realized, 
you know, maybe he wasn't where he needed to be and came back to, to Ann Arbor. And personally, I think that's the best thing that kid could have done for himself. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I didn't know that. That's actually pretty interesting. Um, but, yeah, he came out, tested the waters, realized yeah. he wasn't there, you know, physically to the shape of all the other, you know, prospects. So he elected to come back to Ann Arbor. Good thing he did because he is eating it up for the Wolverines this year, eating it up. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And I'm looking, I'm looking at this. I mean, they have a lot, uh, you know, of, of talent that they're about to see in Villanova, though. I mean, that with, with that Villanova game last or uh, excuse me, Saturday night. Yeah, last night that, you know, when they came out firing, and, and I had, I had Kansas in the finals as well, and they were they were another hot team. But Villanova, they really came and showed that they're they you know were a number one seed as long as yeah. as well as Kansas did. You know, getting. You know, both of the teams getting to the final four. Um, but, you know, the, the, the way they came out, and the, I, I don't think they, they trailed the entire game. No, it was, what was it, a 22 to 2 run to start the game? Is that right? I believe it was. And, and you know, with, with stats that I've seen, you know, Villanova's putting up 86 points per game. That's pretty, pretty big in college basketball, if you ask me. Certainly, and it definitely helps that they got the guard Brunson leading the way, averaging nineteen point two a game. You know, that's a pretty good stat. You know, for the tournament, nineteen point two points a game, and he's leading the way. That Villanova team is hot, man, and when they get hot, they are streaking. I mean, they they tied a record in the first half for most threes made in tournament. Right. That not just in a half in a in a whole game, but they did it in a half. You know what I mean? So obviously, when they get hot behind the arc. They can make it rain on you. That's for sure. Um, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. It's 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 going to be an interesting matchup. That's for sure. Um, you know, it's not it's not your typical. Um, you don't have your typical ACC team um, battling out for the championship, which is which is good to see. Um, but it still blows my mind how they came in to this season of college basketball saying that the Big Ten wasn't there. The Big Ten wasn't there. Well, Purdue mm-hmm. Purdue was on the top ranks, right? And, Correct. And Ohio State came out and, you know, completely took, you know, the entire nation by storm. Um, and then Michigan, you know, coming in hot at the end of the year, even even your Penn State boys. I mean, hell, the, the Buckeyes couldn't beat them. But and, and then Michigan State also being on top of the uh, in the nation. But, you know, here we sit, Michigan, Villanova. It's going to be a good matchup Monday night. Correct. Correct. Now. Let me ask you a question. So, I, you know, talking, you know, talking to some family members with being Easter, you're around family all day. So looking at the bracket to get to championship Monday, Michigan did not have to beat anyone higher than I believe it was a seven seed. Do you think that's going to impact them when they play a number one team Villanova on Monday? Do you think that's, you know, maybe they're a little bit more of an underdog than what people are thinking? Uh, you know, it's so hard to tell in this tournament. I mean, with all the, the upsets that we've seen and, you know, Michigan, they, they've seen top teams. I mean, just like I said, in, in the big 10 where they, they've had top teams that they've had, they've had to play. Um, but if I'm going to be honest with you, I mean, I think Villanova is going to come out and take this game um, just because of the outside talent that they have seen Um Mm-hmm. And coming to the end here, and you're right, how, how they haven't played, you know, that, that top team in, in their side of the bracket like Villanova has, uh, mm-hmm. I think that is going to play a huge part in, um, in Villanova potentially succeeding and being the championship uh, when it's all said and done. Certainly, certainly. And not, not meaning to cut you off here, but it looks like – looks like in the women's national championship game we might be Ooh, seeing yeah. overtime. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's – it's tied 58, uh, 58 up right now, and it actually looks like Michigan State's uh, – or I'm sorry, Mississippi State's uh, big body in the paint there, number 15, looks like she actually might have fouled out. So, it looks Ooh. like that's going to be a big game changer going into overtime. That's a big player. That's, yeah. That's yeah, she, I mean, right she's 6'7", she, you know. That's, that's, a, that's a big defensive body in the paint. And anybody, no matter where you're playing – Men's, women's, you know, six seven. That's that's a big that's a big body in the paint. That's going to be a big loss for Mississippi State. Um, if it if you know if it does end up going to overtime, there's still three seconds left on the clock though. So anything's possible. Anything's possible. You know, women's women's college basketball kind of blows my mind a little bit because you have you know you have the you know the top the top team in UConn 
and how they go out and smack these teams and everything like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, there's so much hype built up when they play, you know, say like, you know, Notre Dame was, you know, number two team in the nation. They play UConn and then UConn comes out and smacks them by 30 points. Then all of a sudden yeah. the tournament rolls around and, and, you know, Mississippi State's the hot team. And then Notre Dame ends up knocking off UConn. It's like, you know, where's, you know, the competition when it comes to that? Like when you have the top team completely mm-hmm. annihilating the second top team in the nation. And, and then all of a sudden we get here, you know, in the tournament and UConn's nowhere to be found. So, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that goes to show you it's a different – it's a – you know, the tournament's a different season all in itself, right? Right, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you just but yeah. You don't see those – I guess I could compare it to, you know, the men's side. You don't see those those blowouts like that. I mean, like mm-hmm. a – I mean, what was that score, that, that UConn women's game where they completely annihilated that team – was that in the tur- that was this year's tournament, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I, I think it was first uh, first round, if I do believe. I don't recall who oh. who they were playing. Sorry to cut you off there, guys. But Notre Dame just hit that three to win the national championship at the buzzard. Oh man! Wow. That well, no, no, no free basketball, as we like to say. No, fr- no free <laughs> basketball. <laughs> but but yeah, so it's. It's kind of crazy when, you know, looking at the women's side, it's like there's really only – there's one program that's always prestigious, a.k.a. UConn. We all know what they've done in the past. And then it's like every year there's one, maybe two other programs that are good, but when they play UConn in the regular season, they get blasted. Yep. And then tournament time rolls around, so obviously a different story. But it's just so crazy how, you know, UConn's able to build such a dynasty. It's like where are they getting that talent? And then how are these other teams missing talent that can compare to that? It's like there's only a few selective, you know, players out there that what um, that the UConn coach can bring in and recruit. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Certainly. And that's it. Yeah. And then you see like Notre Dame and Mississippi State and Baylor and, you know, even Tennessee back in the day when they were at the top, you know, like when Candace Parker was there and whatnot. Correct. And yeah. It's like how how can they be so elite with, with – you know, what, 15 girls on their roster? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, where is the other talent? That's that's what blows my mind. You know, when, you, when yeah. you see a team be so, you know, completely, you know, in control of all the competition like they have been. You know. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And, you know, it's one of those things, like, I feel like, I feel like it's one of those things also, too. Like, so, you know, men's games, like, you know, there's those, there's those schools that, you know, not you don't typically hear of, but they still get, you know, broadcast TV time. Well, when it comes to, like, you know, women's college basketball, there's not as much broadcast except for those elite dynasty teams. You know, and if I'm a high school recruit and I see, you know, UConn or I see Louisville, Notre Dame, Mississippi State on TV all the time, I mean, that's going to, one, entice me more to go there because you never know how far they're going. So if your family gets a chance to watch you on TV, that's kind of one of those big things right? that would draw me there. So, you know what, I feel like, that could be something that might be influencing, you know, those dynasty programs. And then on top of that, just great coaching. Well, that – I mean, get, getting those recruits. That, that's all in, in recruiting too. I mean, when, you, when your team finally has success, I mean, you could, you could think that, you know, look at – I mean, look at your, your Penn State football team, right? I mean, yes. coming off of a death penalty basically and, and then everything that happened, you know, a few years ago. Um, I mean, Penn State, you know, is an elite team. In, in college football, they always will be because of their past. And, you know, when they when a when a program killer comes along like that, it's so hard to get back. And they're starting now to get back. And once they have that breakout season, then they're going to start blowing those recruits in just like what is happening now. And they're competing with Ohio State. They're competing with Michigan State. They're competing with Michigan, um, you mm-hmm. know, and winning Big Ten championships. I mean, that that and it's the same with like Ohio State basketball. I mean. Yeah, Thad Mata did great things. He brought in great recruits. But Chris mm-hmm. went to a national championship too. Don't yeah, forget. went to a national championship. Had probably one of the best teams that 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 uh, you know didn't win a national championship. Um, but very true. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> very but look true. At it now I mean, the, the success that he's had this year is going to help him in the recruiting. Like, oh, we're you know, let's bring in these you know, or let's go to Ohio State. You know, because they're you know they're competing, and, and you know even. I know the tournament didn't turn out the, the way they kind of wanted to, even the Big Ten tournament, thanks to your Penn State mm-hmm. boys again. But, you know, <laughs> but yeah. they see the success there, and they see that it's going to get there and how, you know, Coach, Coach Holtman, you know, winning 
was he, he was the Big Ten player or Big Ten coach of the year. Um, yes. And then he was up for, you know, the Naismith coach of the year or whatever that, that you know, coach of the year in, in all of college basketball. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and that, that just that just comes to show that, you know, people want to go where, where the winning where the winning's happening. And then and that's where exactly. that's where top recruits come. I mean, that's how Duke. Exactly. That's how Duke's been, you know, so successful and UNC and, you know, all these top teams. Also, too, like you know, watching watching uh, you know Ohio some Ohio State basketball this season. Of course, I'm a long Penn State fan, but living in Seabus, this you know, the, unfortunately, the city bleeds scarlet and gray. Uh, so I do catch some basketball games, but the, the 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 enthusiasm that the coach brings is, is just a big thing. That oh, it's awesome. Again, again, if I was a recruit, that's what I look at. You know how enthusiastic is is uh, is the coach? I mean, going back to Thad Mata, like you said, again, he was a good coach, did some great things. But towards the you know towards the end of his his little run there you know with all the you know the back surgeries and everything it's just like when you watch games he just didn't look excited. It, it was it time look... to step down. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean he was losing exactly. he was losing guys out of out of the state of Ohio. Um, I mean exactly. we were just talking about Trey Burke who brought a Michigan team to the national championship. Now he plays in the NBA. You I mean he started right here in Central Ohio? I mean at Northland High School. So. I mean, exactly. how, how how do you lose that out of your own region of the state to and your he, top right? And the fact that Trey Burke's best friend, Jared Sollinger, went to Ohio State. Yep, exactly. And he still didn't go to Ohio State. Kind of, you know. Yep, and he was – Kind of red flags out there, you know what I mean? Losing, losing Cleveland guys. I mean, you know, even mm-hmm. even the – you know, down the Cincinnati region. He was just he was losing top top prospects. I mean, um, you could say what was – is a – there was a player for Michigan State that just played for him. He was out of Pick Central, if I'm not mistaken. I do believe so. Yes, his name is slipping me at the moment, but I know who you're talking but, about. I mean, that's that's a, another top prospect that, that you can say you lost to. That basically, you know, the second team up north. Basically, I mean, it's yeah. just those are the, you know, those were the key things that was pointing out to me, and I was tired of it. Um, you know, it's not being competitive, and and me, I I love those the, the Aaron Craft days. I absolutely love that. Um, going to back to back Final Fours, you mm-hmm. know, with a team that probably couldn't do it, you know. Um, yeah, with, with a team that really had to fight to get exactly, there. and uh, and yeah, I, I'm excited, you know, for the years to come when Coach Holman. I wasn't super thrilled when he was the first coach, you know, or when he was first named as the coach. Mm-hmm. But you know, after the first season, man, I'm 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 excited for the future. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State finished 15 and three uh, in conference play. Of course, those couple of those losses coming to the Nittany Lions, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then they you know they finished uh, 25 and nine overall with a pretty good tournament run, losing to uh, a top seed Gonzaga team, which was close. But you know, uh, see the thing that you can look at too is. You know, when they played Gonzaga in the regular season, I believe that game was pretty much like a blowout. Oh, it was correct? a 30-point blowout. Yeah. Yeah, and then you play them in the tournament, and it comes down to the final buzzer. So, I mean, clearly he's doing something right in getting that team where they need to be. I'm curious to see and excited to see where he could take them in the future, you know, with recruits, um, you know, starting to get that system drilled into all their players' minds so that way they're just running it, you know, more fluently. So, you know, that definitely isn't exciting if you're a Buckeye fan. Um now, real quick here, we're going to go ahead and let's, let's wrap up the, the college basketball talk. So, obviously, tomorrow is National Championship Monday, Villanova Wildcats, Michigan Wolverine, 920 on TBS. Give me, uh, give me a winner and give me a score. Mm-hmm. Well, I said before, I'm, I'm going to have to take Villanova. I mean, from what I saw last night, and, you know, I know that they can't be ringing threes, you know, game in and game out, but, you know, I – Michigan's defense has won them games in this tournament, but I think that that Villanova offense is going to be too overpowered for them. I'm going to probably take Villanova. I'm going to say it's close, though. I'm going to say probably I'd say 78 to 74. 78 to 74. You think it's that close and that high scoring? Yep, I do. I do because you know that 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 high powered. I mean, I'm taking. I'm taking 12 points off of the average point scored by Villanova because of that Michigan defense, but I don't think that Michigan's going to be able to pull it off with, with their defensive play. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Cam is picking Villanova to win shortly. Barely winning there. Okay, moving on. So, another big topic. It's that time of the year, you know, where unfortunately there's no football going on. College football playoff finals are over a couple months ago. Super Bowl was over a couple months ago. But now we're getting into personally my favorite part of football. Most people love, you know, opening Sunday, Monday night, Thursday night. Some people love when the playoff grind comes. Some people love when the playoffs finally start. And some people love Super Bowl Sunday. But my favorite time of football is the NFL draft. Sir, that's coming up here. Um, It's coming up soon. It's coming up real soon. Cannot wait for the draft. Um, luckily for you, your, uh, your number one pick brownies looking like there might make some money moves in the draft this year. What, a so I gotta get, I gotta get your opinion. So they got the first pick and they have the third pick of fourth pick or fourth yep. pick right yep. now versus the fourth pick right now. Do you think they take a quarterback at one? I think they do. I, I, okay. Who do you think they take? I think it's going to be Sam Darnold. I really do. And okay. And, and to put that in perspective, I mean, or they, I mean, Honestly, I I could see them trade it away, but if they're going to keep it, I think they're going to take a quarterback. They they have, you know, cleared almost all the they've cleared all the quarterbacks out that we've had last year. Okay. They brought in, of course, Tyrod Taylor, and Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't turn the ball over statistically last season. Week 1, so. he is going to be my starter whether we pick Sam Darnold or whether we pick, you know, the next Andrew Luck. He's going to be the starter next year. Okay. And and then we brought in Drew Stanton. To back up. So those are two veteran players. Of course, one veteran being starter in the league. I mean, mm-hmm. he went to a Pro Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. and then one who's just been around the league for a long time as, as a long-term backup. I, I know he had a few starts here and there. But um, we're, we're getting that veteran status in there that I think is, is key, of course, bringing in a rookie quarterback instead of bringing in a rookie quarterback and just throwing them, you know, throwing them to the dogs and, and trying to turn – an organization around that's been in shambles for years on years. <laughs> okay, so I do also agree with you. They take Sam Darnold one. However, you brought it up that maybe they trade the pit. Yep, yep. Now, odds of this happening are probably way out there, but the word's been that maybe the Giants would take trades from the Browns to try to get two, maybe three <laughs> more draft picks in the first round for OBJ. Do you think that's even an option? No, I don't. No, it, it, so, you, so you're telling me, so trading our one and four for OBJ is what, I mean, that's that's the only way we can get OBJ technically is what the Giants is asking. There, there's no there's no freaking way. Well, I've heard also, too, that they might take, they would be okay with maybe taking your four and uh, second round first pick, the 33rd pick, would you give that up if you were the if you were the Browns for OBJ? No, no, I wouldn't for Odell Beckham Jr. Nope, I would not because I do not okay. think that Odell Beckham Jr. will make an impact as Sam Darnold would, or you know Josh Rosen or Josh Allen. You know, I, I just I don't I don't think he would. And I think with the receiver core that we've set up in this offseason, bringing in Jarvis Landry, um, they just got Jeff Janis from the from the Green Bay Packers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Josh Gordon finally going to, uh, fingers crossed, going to play a full season. Um, and then and then David <laughs> Njoku at, at our, over at our tight end. I, I don't think that bringing in OBJ is going to help any more than what a top rookie quarterback would be. Okay. Well, you're entitled to your opinion, but I think you're crazy because OBJ is the man. Okay, and I think he could do. I okay. think he'd do big things wherever he goes. Pass, but I mean, last year coming off that injury and 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 the sketchy stuff that's been going on in the off season. I mean, is his head all there? You're you're looking at almost Josh Gordon two point If if you're not, you know, if you're not careful, but what? No, Josh Gordon's in a league of his own, man. <laughs> He's in a league of his own. I mean, with, with the with the picks coming out, you know, OBJ has had. Pretty wild off season, um, to say so at least. Because um, the brother's trying to get paid, man. I know you blame him. I know, but let me ask you this: since so, Le'Veon Bell is not happy where he's at right now. Is it worth our Browns' first pick for Le'Veon Bell? For Le'Veon Bell, yes. 
If we're well, talking about we're talking about who do you, who do you have at the running back position right now? Right now we have well Crowell's gone. We didn't re-sign him, and we have Duke Johnson. That's it. Okay. I mean, well, there, there's probably well, let there's me probably other back outside, you know. Let me ask you a question then. Would you rather take a veteran Le'Veon Bell who's been, you know, I mean, running back in the league, even if he's 100% healthy, he's still beat up. Or if you have an opportunity to take Saquon at four, who would you rather have then? I'm, I'm taking Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Le'Veon Bell. Because you, you've seen the product. I mean, why why try and risk? And, and, that, and I've seen so many risks that the Browns have taken and so many – projects that they've tried to you know create something special and i'm just tired of it i really am and when it comes down to a decision like that here in 2018 when i've watched this team for you know my whole life you know being so bad and you know missing on picks and whatnot i'm taking a for sure product that i have already seen and that is the most elite player in this league right now and he's still at a young age i'm i'm taking levy on bill for sure okay um i find it interesting that you say project i mean you you watched Saquon play last season with Penn State, correct? Right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think he was a man playing with a bunch of bulls. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Saquon Barkley is some, you know, some you know guy that's not gonna do anything in the league or he's gonna be a bust or anything. Don't get me wrong. But when I want a for sure thing, especially when it comes to my Cleveland Browns, and after <laughs> seeing them pass on so many people. That I'm going to take the for sure thing. But don't get me wrong. I mean, Saquon, I think he's going to be a great player. I mean, he's destined to be uh, an all-pro back for the next 10 years for some team. Certainly. I'm super excited to see where he lands. Um, now, that's, that's my next question. Where do you think, you know, obviously, he's, I think he's a top 10 pick. Out of those top 10 teams, you know, with the Browns, the Jets, Giants, Broncos, Colts, the Bucks the Bears, the 49ers, and the Raiders, where do you think Saquon lands? Being, personally, I think – Outside of the quarterbacks, the best available player in the draft. I mean, if you're talking about if there's no trades and where and where he's going to land if the Browns pick Sam Darnold, I think the Giants will sweep him up in the second pick. With the second pick. With the second pick because, I mean, like I said, I mean, don't get me wrong, Saquon's going to be a great player. And that's why I think that he is the best overall player in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, because of all the, all the quarterbacks that we've had that we have, especially the the top three, you can even add Baker Mayfield in there because he's getting mm-hmm. all this buzz. But nobody knows what a quarterback will do in the league. Saquon, true. Saquon technically, game. you know, gives you a more stronghold on he's going to be a good player in this league. There's no doubt about it. Um, despite injuries and and you know trouble if he gets into it, I don't know. But I, I think that the Giants won't pass on him if the Browns don't take him at number one. Okay. Okay. That's fair. See, I, I view it a little differently. So New York Giants last year going into week one, everyone's talking Super Bowl for the Giants, right? Yep. Well, if you don't have an offensive line to protect anyone in the backfield, you are not going to the Super Bowl. Exactly. That's a fact. Yep. Right. Yep. Personally, I think the Giants are going to sweep up with the number two pick. Take Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame because that boy is, again, a man playing with boys last year. He's a big man. He's quick. He's athletic at the guard position. I think the Giants are going to sweep him up. The Jets, I think, are going to end up taking a quarterback. Now, my only question is, do you put faith into Josh Rosen where, you know, he in college had a a stint where he had some off-the-field issues? And then your next best option is Baker Mayfield who (laughs) – don't get me wrong, freak athlete. Mm-hmm. Think he's he's a great student of the game, but he's a little bit of a head case inside the game itself. You know, with what he did at Ohio State after they beat him in the horseshoe, right. what he was doing. I think when they was at Texas Tech, where he yep. was calling out the fans yep. and all of that. Or do you take a bigger risk if you're the Jets and take Josh Allen out of Wyoming, who I know has had a he had a fantastic pro day from what I understand, but the height. For the twenty, you know, for the twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen season last year was there, and he just didn't live up to it. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking any conference in college football, but he didn't play it in an elite, prestigious conference. So you think you should think a player like that at that level should just should just eat teams up. So if you're the Jets and you, they let's be real, they have to take a quarterback. There's no other option. They are taking a quarterback. If they don't, 
they should personally fire everyone in their front office Correct. because they don't know what they're doing. Hey, crazy things have happened. Trust me. I'm a Browns fan. But Very true. But out of those three options, who do you take, you know? Uh, you know, you, you nailed the, head, the, the nail on the coffin. But I look at Josh Allen, and after Carson Wentz being drafted out of North Coast State, I, I don't care where a quarterback comes from. If he's got talent, he can play in the NFL. But, see, that's, that's different because when, when Wentz came out of North Dakota State, he was slicing people up. Yeah. He was slicing everyone up. Josh Allen did not slice anyone up last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but with that, it, it, it's, that's, why I'm, that's why it's so hard to tell on, on the quarterbacks, even if it's freaking – you know, Sam Darnold coming out of USC and he's played elite talent, or Josh Rosen coming out of UCLA has played elite talent. I, honestly, I, 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 this whole draft is in shambles right now because I'm just not sure on what's going to happen. Because with the Browns having the one number one pick and the number four pick and, and the Jets moving up and, and throwing some confusion in there, even after signing Teddy Bridgewater, I, I, I it just blows my mind. I, I don't know. It's crazy, but I mean, take me back to my original topic. So, Jets are taking a quarterback because obviously, like I said, if they don't, they should fire their front office. I think the Browns. I think they're going to get what they want. I think they're going to get Sam Darnold one overall. They're going to get Saquon at four, and then they still might even try to make a push to get Le'Veon in the off season before the season starts. Somehow, some way, if not, try to pay again. He's just looking to get paid. Brown's got money. I'm sorry. I totally forgot about a back that we brought in this offseason. It is Carlos Hyde. I can't even believe I forgot about that. So that's so that's our two backs right there. Carlos Hyde and coming from Duke Johnson. Yeah, coming from San Francisco and Duke Johnson. But still, even if you get Saquon, I mean, let's, oh, I let's be real. And that's, that's Duke why... Johnson. Duke Johnson is a receiving running back. He might bust a couple runs every once in a while, but nine times out of ten, he is catching the ball out of the backfield. That's why I always draft him in fantasy football because they play the PPR league, yep. and he's always catching balls. Exactly, yep. But if you can get Carlos Hyde, Saquon, just taking beatings, and, you know, I don't – you know, Carlos Hyde, good running back for the 49ers. He did his job. But, again, being a running back in the league, he's starting to get up there where no matter what, even if you're the best running back in the league and you've been up there, you, you've been beat. You've been beat on. So – it's starting to question, you know, how much longer Carlos Hyde has. I think he's maybe got, you know, a good three or four years left in him before you start seeing the decline. But still, you know, Brown's got to figure out, got to figure it out, well, I, especially after losing Joe Thomas. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got that right. But figuring out, I think that John Dorsey is trying to come in and show this team that, you know, teams, this is a three-back league, right? I mean – yeah. Look at what the, the Patriots. Look at man. what the Patriots have done. Look at what the Eagles have done. Um, you know, you can even say like with um, um, the the Chargers, they're, they're doing the same thing too. And having that three elite back, where you have the goal line back, you have a you know a receiver type back, which Duke Johnson would be perfect, and and then bringing in that that elite stud. I mean, even the Titans are doing the same thing too. And they had what Demarco Murray last year, and then they had uh, Derrick Henry. Like correct, yeah. It, it's you can't, you can't, you know, have just one elite back in this league. You have to mm-hmm. build your whole offense and, and and situational type offenses and packages, you know, during games and whatnot. And I, and I think that that is why it gave me kind of an opening when we when we got Carlos Hyde. It's like Carlos Hyde is that goal line type back. I mean, he could be. Um, yeah, he's he's essentially going to be like the Legarrette Blunt, right? Exactly. Was for the Eagles for the Browns, exactly, and. and and, you know, with Duke Johnson being kind of like our, our Darren Sproles type role, that, that's what I like to give him because he, he came in and changed the league a little bit. And then he kind of, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, gave a gave an edge on this on this three back system type. And, and it, it definitely succeeds teams and, you know, gives the, a defense, you know, more of a, you know, what the heck's going to happen here? Because, you know, what are they going to run? You know, all that kind of stuff. But bringing in Carlos Hyde, I think, really opened my eyes. Like, oh, my gosh, I think they're really going to try and push for Saquon Barkley with that fourth pick because they have those three backs that they're going to put in place and they're going to run the offense, basically. And Certainly, certainly. So 
rounding out the top the top ten here picks in the draft, we have the Colts. Who, let's be real, if if they don't get their quarterback back, who really knows? It's up in the air with them. Um, you know, getting Jacoby Brissett was definitely a positive out of the Patriots, but let's be real, he's not Andrew Luck. All right. Yep. So then rounding out with the Buccaneers, um, you know, they did some good things last year. The, offensively, I think they're coming together defensively on the defensive side of the ball. They need to really strongly figure that out, hence why they're either going to probably take Fitzpatrick, Derwin James, or Denzel Ward because they just really need help in that secondary. Um, Chicago, again, they just got to figure it out. And then we have San Fran, again, which did big things last year after starting Jimmy Jimmy G, yeah. What are your yeah. what are your what are your thoughts on uh you know San Francisco Jimmy G this year? Now that Jimmy G is gonna have a full year with the with the Forty ers so what do what do you think is gonna happen with them? I I think it's I'll give him an, an what eight and eight season maybe. I don't I don't think they're gonna be top caliber just yet. Um, okay. I think, I think they're out of their minds giving him that contract right off the bat like that. And I do agree okay. he's got talent, and I was kind of salty a little bit because I wanted him in Cleveland, but you know <laughs> thing you know. Now let me, let me let me ask you real quick. Do you, do you think they're out of their mind, even though he was he was undefeated as a starter? Um, I mean, what was it? Five games, five games he won. Um, eight, five I know, games is five games that, in the NFL. And that team was definitely in shambles last year. They they were predicted to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, and he did come in, you know, end of the season there, winning five games in a row. I that that's great. I don't think it's five. It, the contract what five years? How like? stupid amounts of money I don't think it was worth that much maybe a franchise tag see if he can do a full year with them see what what kind of success they have I mean look at what Washington did did with Kirk Cousins I mean franchise tag after franchise tag after franchise tag trying to trying to figure out how he's gonna be without giving him that long-term contract I agree but let's let's just take a look here so his his five games one two three one two three four five that he won five and oh as a starter right Bears Texans Sweet, anybody in their blind mother could beat them. But Titans, playoff team. Jaguars, conference championship playoff team. Yeah. Rams, playoff team. Well, uh, and let's and let's look. So the Jaguars were known for their defense, right, throughout the whole postseason. Known for the defense. Oh yeah. Yep. Jimmy G put up forty four on them. Oh, Rams. Mean, well, Rams again, kind of known for their defense. More, they they were probably more balanced, but Jimmy G puts up thirty four on them. Right. I'm not saying that it's it's bad. I'm not, but that's just a short resume to work with on a team with giving him that 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 kind of contract coming off of. And I know he sat behind one of the you know the not one the greatest. The, don't even okay, go there. The greatest quarterback to ever play in this game. Okay, but. I yeah, like I said, I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm not saying that it was completely stupid. It just I, I'm kind of just like, wow, like really, you're gonna give him a five year contract? I mean, you could see that, you know, things don't shape out the way they're playing. I mean, look at like the Brock Osweiler thing when when he went to the Texans and the Texans gave him. I know that was what that was only a two year contract, but that was a huge freaking contract coming off you know True. only a couple games with the Denver Broncos when when Peyton Manning was injured, but. Yeah, but and the I, thing is, I, I, Jimmy G, when he came in for, for the GOAT, Tom Brady, performed way better with the pass than Brock Osweiler did for Peyton Manning. Well, I, I understand that. I understand. And I, I, he definitely has potential. I'm not saying that he's going to completely suck, but just going to keep going back to that. I mean, at that five-year contract, that's pretty lengthy. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. And then rounding off the 10th the pick here in the draft, we have the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders. What do you think the Raiders are going to do in the draft? What do you think we're looking at? Uh, I mean, I think they need another – to work on that line first off. Um, okay. They, they, put a, they put a lot of, of money in, into, that, into Derek Carr. Um, Correct. And you're only looking maybe one year more for for Marshawn Lynch, correct? So I think yeah they need to they need to focus on that line. Um, of course, I'm not too big on the, the the top names of of offensive linemen in this year's draft, but um, you know they they need they need to look at that. I mean even even uh, even on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know their their DBs need need a little bit of work, correct? Um, 
But yeah, I, I would I would try and focus on that line. Get that get that high power offense back into action. I mean, last year was such a disappointment with the Raiders, right? I mean, agreed. They were. Well, I think they the were biggest top, thing. You know. The biggest thing with the Raiders is those receivers couldn't catch the ball. Oh yeah, like I don't know. You, you ever seen the replacements? It puts put some of that put some of that sticky glue on there and you yeah, know. man. Like he like all the receivers should be saying, "Coach, it looks like I just jerked off an elephant." Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, like come I, on, man. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. Let's just be real here, right? Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I mean. Like like I said, it's such a disappointment. You know, they they were projected to be a Super Bowl contender, especially in, in the Vegas odds. But exactly, yeah, just just a disappointment. Um, disappointing. But bringing in, you know, I, and honestly, I'm not a fan of John Gruden. I don't think he, <laughs> the Grudenmeister. That well, money's guaranteed. That's a big one too. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, that's all they got over there is money. But yeah, you know, bringing bringing him in now, I don't think is going to be the answer. You know, he's already came out and said he wants things back to where it was, what, back in 2001 or, you know, back in the 2000s, early night or late 90s. But yeah. Th- this is a whole different era of football. It's different. Rule, different rule era, changes. Rule changes. Dif- yeah. yeah different like- era of, in, in, in anything right now. I mean, I don't think he's, he's going to be able to – he's, yeah, he's still going to be a, a coach, but – he, trying to go in there and change, uh, you know, a, a locker room like that, like how it was back in his day when he was, you know, last coaching, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, he, he will learn. I think he will learn and, and figure it out that it can't be that way. But Correct, yeah. It's just going to see, see, see what happens. I mean, perfect. All right, last topic here with the NFL before we move on. Another big thing going on right now is the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Football, getting invited to pro days, getting requested to pro days. Getting ready for spring ball. Getting ready for spring ball. Yes, sir. Do we see Johnny Football in the NFL next year, or is he going to take his talents north of the border? I uh, Well, I don't think we're going to – that's such a hard thing to say because he's already getting looks right now. Uh, but yeah. I want I want to say that he's not going to be in the NFL next year. Okay, I, I don't believe. Do you, it's do you feel happen. there? Do you feel at any point he'll be in the NFL next year? I think I think he will get back to the NFL. I really do. With the interest that teams have already been, you know, having in him, mm-hmm. I think he will eventually get back into the NFL. I hate to say it once again. I mean, coming out of Cleveland, <laughs> but Johnny I, Football, baby, and, make it rain. And don't get me wrong, he is a totally different person. Uh, yes, I, I yes. listen. I listened to an interview with. With on the Joe Thomas show with with Andrew Hawkins, um, their, their their little podcast that, that they had Johnny Menzel on, mm-hmm. and he you know was admitting to everything that happened, you know his la- in his last days in Cleveland and and how he has basically has became a whole different person, um, mm-hmm. changing his lifestyle, um, figuring out things at home, you know, getting along with his family, and he. I, I do believe that after, you know, listening to him and, and all that, and which I've said that before, even even in that after that first year in Cleveland when he came back for the second year and how he was trying to – he went to rehab. He was trying to change himself. And, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, now he needs to start for Cleveland. He's a whole different man. I didn't believe it at the time. And, of course, it, nothing happened. Nothing came about that. Um, went back to the same Johnny Manziel. And, but, but this time I really do think that, that he has turned around and, and he's definitely more mature. And uh, I think we will see him back in the NFL. Awesome. Do you uh, do you feel do you do you have a particular team in mind that you think one you would like to see Johnny Football play for, and two a place where you think he could be set up to succeed? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the one team that I know gave him a good look, and the rumor mill came out. I'm going to go with the Patriots. I really am. Perfect. Um, I I think you know. I don't know how much Bill Belichick has a play in this, but with with some of the guys that he's taking chances on, I mean, look at his receivers. He's, he takes he takes chances on players that want to play, mm-hmm. and it has turned to succession, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think he sees a young player in Johnny Manziel who wants to get back in the game, wants to play, wants wants to succeed, and I think that could be his best option and where he might land up. And yeah, he's going to be a backup, obviously. But 
Yeah, I mean, but you I mean, if, you gotta, that's going to be the best place to be a backup. Exactly, because, you know, you got a player in, in Tom Brady that probably has a good, you know, he thinks he's going to play for, you know, freaking 10 more years, but <laughs> I'm, I'm giving him two at least. But certainly and you, you don't know how much he will learn in those, you know, however so many years Tom Brady wants to stay and keep playing or how, he, how long he's able to play. But he's going to learn from the best coaching and player wise and i think that's his best situation i think that's his best that's 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 the best scenario that can happen when when johnny when talking about johnny menzel coming back to the nfl certainly certainly and you know i definitely agree with you uh i want to see johnny football back in the league i I love watching that kid play love watching that kid play at texas a&m just making it rain money signs on alabama it was awesome um, moving on now. So we got about 15 minutes left in the show today. Uh, you know, obviously we do more than just sports here. So let's, let's talk about some, some stuff in the entertainment world. Um, is there anything playing in the theaters now that you got your eye on that you want to, that you want to check out? You know, I low key, I want to check out that blockers movie with John Cena. Um, <laughs> I, I, the, the reviews I've heard on it okay. have, have been, uh, have been pretty stellar. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah looking, seen <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, you know what? He was hilarious, in, and he was it was just a cameo role. But dude, when he was in Trainwreck, good god, oh my that gosh, was hilarious! Trainwreck, or uh, god, what's, that was so funny. What's the movie uh, where he was the drug dealer? He, <laughs> oh, the big tattoo on his face, yeah, yeah what is um, that? What is that? Oh, I gotta search that up now. I'm, that... I, I'm on. I'm on IMD, IMDb right now. What? Yep. Uh, what is it? Uh, he was in Daddy's I, I Home. Say, I know that too. I want to say it was a uh, Seth Rogen movie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Yeah. What was that? What was that? that? I don't know. Oh no! It was. Um. It was uh, Sisters. It was yes. Sisters with. Um, yeah, with uh, Tina Fey and yes. I can't remember what the other girl's name is, but the you know yes, the I know two, the two off of um, you know SNL. But yes, I, yes, yeah, that yeah. <laughs> John, he he's he definitely has talent. Of course, he comes from you know acting in wrestling. So yeah, Amy Poehler was the other girl that's in that with Amy Tina Poehler. Fey. Yes, that's right. Yep, dude, Amy, that movie Amy was Poehler so funny. Fey. That movie was so funny. You know, um, listeners, you'll grow to know that uh, pretty much grew up. My first job was in a movie theater, and I would constantly, That's right. That's I would right. constantly hide up in the in the booth and just watch movies all day. I watched that movie a few times because it was so funny. Not gonna <laughs> lie, but yeah, John John Cena, man, I feel like everything he's in, other than of course, like you know, the old school Marine or you know, Twelve Pounds, but like like you know the the recent movies like. You know the blockers that's coming out where he plays yeah. a dad that's trying he's to stop the, his daughter yeah. from from losing her virginity or or train yeah. wet, train wreck where he's pretending to have sex with <laughs> Schumer and it, you know that it just looks it just looks funny man like he's he's daddy's home you know what I mean he's just in those roles now where he's just being a clown. Yeah. Well, awesome. let me ask you this. I mean, I, I haven't been to the movies in a while. I'm not gonna lie, I I have not been a huge fan of or you know huge interest in what I've been seeing that's coming out. Even like when Black Panther came out and like, I don't want to see, I want to see it, but I, you know, I, it's not like, Oh my gosh, I gotta get to the movie theaters and see it. You saw what you saw Pacific Rim uprising. If I'm yes. Not mistaken, right? I saw that movie last week um, with a close, close, close friend of mine. The, the listeners might get introduced to him, but yeah. So I saw that movie. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Like, you know, obviously, it's you, you just go see that movie just for the action, the monster fighting and stuff like that. You know, after seeing the first movie, I thought it was a good movie. The The action scenes was, was you know, sweet. And did I think they should make a sequel? Heck no. I'd be the first to tell you, why the heck are they making a sequel? It's going to ruin it, yada, yada, yada. But I think how the writer wrote the script and, you know, how it was different from what I was portraying, how things would happen. Uh, it actually ended up being a good movie. You know, the fighting scenes were great. The monsters were cool. Um, the, the robots were cool. Overall, I thought it was a pretty sweet, you know, if, if you're, if you wanted to see a story, save your money. But if you're just wanting to watch and be a little kid again and just watch big monsters fight big robots and then definitely pay that money, get you a large popcorn and a large soda. Enjoy that. Cause that, that movie is, you know, it's awesome. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah. And, you know, you saying like with, you know, the, the concept type, you know, that's the thing I forget about in movies because when I see, cause I'm not big into the, the robots and, and the, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, fantasy and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's an actual, you know, concept to a movie. And that's, that's the thing I forget about. So when I actually watch a movie like that, it kind of, yeah. Oh yeah. That's like something that happens at the end. Like, Oh wow. That's like, you know, that's crazy. And you never thought, that would you know change your interest Certainly. on you know just just seeing a preview of a couple of robots fighting or explosions and whatnot. Certainly, and of course, me you know I, I like more of the realistic stuff personally, but you know certainly when I when I see when I when I see stuff like like with like you want to see Ready Player One, right? Correct. Let me ask you, you a know. question. Let me ask you a question. When you, when you were younger, did you ever watch The Iron Giant? I did watch The Iron Giant. Yes, the, I did. The animated movie with the big robot. Like, yep. come on, he's in this yep. movie, man. Then what makes you don't want to see this now? What you're talking about? Pacific no, Rim? the Ready Player One. Oh, you're talking about Ready. Oh, you're talking about Ready. I'm not saying that I, I'm not down to see it, but it's one of those futuristic movies, right? Yes, uh, but it takes place in the Sea Bluffs, though. Just saying. I know it does. I, I know it does, and that 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 definitely draws my interest. But when I see a futuristic stuff, then that's that's what that's what keens me away a little bit. But. I know that there is probably a good story to mm. this, and it definitely has interest. I mean, it's freaking directed by Steven yeah, Spielberg. Yeah, right. Instant, I mean, instant classic. Genius, that's, genius, genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's definitely drawing me in right there. So I, I will for sure see this, and don't get me wrong. I'm not a hater or mm-hmm. nothing, but it's not like, oh, my gosh, I got to get right to the like, – it's not like a Star Wars for me. Certainly. Definitely con- definitely contradicts my – you know, my – um my argument right now because i'm a big star wars buff but i don't like futuristic things i agree but, but see the thing with this is it's like it's like futuristic but your childhood's getting relived man so look there's there's 138 easter eggs in this movie and they they reference 20 movies they reference the iron giant they reference uh back to the future uh they re- they i believe they reference the very first power rangers uh big huge zorg they have uh there's the bigfoot uh, the big, the the Bigfoot uh, monster truck, like there's all kinds of stuff in there, man. That's like from when we were growing up, like that's our time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that that that's that's the part that definitely draws me in, and I will be seeing it. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not I'm not hating on it. I'm not like oh no, just another futuristic movie that I'm not going to see. <laughs> I will see this movie. I will see this movie because I, yeah, that 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 stuff definitely draws. Okay, me let's in. get let's. So you said you're a huge Star Star Wars buff. Uh, which I know yep. we went and saw the last Star Wars together as soon as it came out. We were all hype and geeked. Uh, personally, some people didn't like the movie, but I liked it. But what are your thoughts? Um, you know, Disney bought, bought Star Wars, and they're doing this thing where they add a, they add a, uh, they add a movie to the series, and then they kind of have a standoff movie, um, you know, with Rogue One mm-hmm. being the last one, which personally I absolutely loved. I thought it was a great film. Um, it was Oh, it was portrayed yes, yes. perfectly. But what what are I, I your what are your thoughts perfect. on a uh, solo coming up here May twenty fifth? I I think it's a it's a kind of cool concept. I mean, yeah, they're 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 breaking off, and this is going to be way before Solo even got into the the whole Star Wars Correct. story. Like, and, and, I think when and, the movie starts, he doesn't even have um, he doesn't have the Millennium just, Falcon yet, so it's like it's really there, you know? Right, and it it's it's really showing how you know this Star Wars trilogy that started way back. And, you know, was it 1977 um, that they they're going away from that trilogy and they're trying. Well, they're going away from it, but they're keeping the same characters and, oh. and trying to add on. And with with bringing the solo movie in, you know, there's rumors about the Obi-Wan movie coming Obi-Wan. in. Um, and, and with, you know, them throwing Rogue One in there. And now they're they're talking about the final end to the original trilogy. Yes which I'm, I'm very sad yes. about, but it's so cool. You know, when they're, when they're saying, and they're bringing the solo movie out and there's rumors about these other movies. It's so cool that they're just going to keep continuing. Correct. This. Like it's, it's never going to stop. And and I love that. And when that, when they first, you know, came out and said that they were going to, um, you know, bring back this trilogy after so many years, you know, back in what, 2000, was it 2007 or 2005 when yeah. they made Revenge of the Something Sith. like that. Uh, let me look for you. What you keep talking, I'll look it up. But yeah, like like when that when it took so long to finally add another Star Wars movie, like it's just it just amazes me. And with the different types of generations, I mean, my generation when I was a kid, it was you know Phantom of the Menace, it was Attack of the Clones, 
and it was Revenge of which the Sith. Which was the pre, which nice. was the prequels that everyone hates. <laughs> and it was, and it was, it was the prequels. But I loved them. I loved them. Yeah, because that was the Star Wars for me. Just like how you know, in my, my like my dad's generation, because you know he loved the Star Wars when they first came yeah. out too. Yeah, and you know he was the one that introduced me to the new Star Wars when they came out and took me to the theaters. Yeah. And so it, and and now this generation is for the kids who you know they're they're seeing this now and they're you know you know it's crazy to say but um people you know a little bit older than us obviously but it was our generation we were kids watching those prequels Mm -hmm. they're taking their kids now to the new to the new movies that are yeah yeah it's and it's crazy it's kind of like they're almost like kind of it's almost like they're reinventing the wheel like like every so many you know every generation i feel like you have a new batman series they're gonna bank so much money off this oh exactly right why stop it? And Disney is so they're I, I'm telling you now, Disney is gonna rule the freaking universe <laughs> because they're it's buying be, out. I mean they've already it's bought gonna be out fifty percent Disney, fifty percent Amazon, hashtag. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And and they, you know, they see this as it's never gonna stop selling. It's never gonna stop no way, selling. Man. This is a for sure money maker. And and of course they're now building a freaking Disney's world Star Wars uh, world, Disney Star yeah. Wars world. In Disney, just like how they have the Harry Potter world, Universal, and and it's 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 gonna be you know a money maker for decades and decades, and it'll never get old. It's crazy. Um, it's absolutely crazy. And it's you could, I mean, you could argue it's gonna be the same way with Universal and Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, they're already starting with the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, and that's and, actually and the sequel's JK, coming out for that soon. Yep, and with J.K. Rowling making new books, it's just gonna keep rolling and rolling and rolling. And they they've gotten away from that original trilogy. But if they keep adding in prequels and they keep adding in, you know, different side stories, it, it's just going to keep growing. And that's what I love about Star Wars. I'll never stop watching it. I don't care you know, <laughs> if, if they if they get away with the whole freaking, you know, the old all the old characters and the ties with the old characters. I don't even care because they've set that foundation and they can keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And I'm just going to keep here's my money. Yeah. yeah, I'll be I'll be there. I'll be there on Thursday night. <laughs> Uh, on that in that premiere, I'll be there. Speaking yep. of which, I'm looking at the cast right now. Had no idea my girl Amelia Clark was in this movie. Uh, all of you listeners and Camden and myself know her from Game of Thrones. Um, oh yeah, yeah so yeah. Oh, I forgot about just that. for her yeah. being in it. I'm seeing it ASAP. I'll probably see it a couple times. I'll probably buy a poster and I'll buy the movie as soon as it comes out. Yep. For yeah. sure. I mean, it's honestly, I will say this. I, I I enjoyed the last Star Wars um, that just came out recently. I think they could have done a little bit more with it. So that's why I'm a little bit nervous on how this solo movie is going to turn out. It kind of comes off a little bit, not goofy, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's got that humor in it that you're not really, especially for my generation, yeah. you know, with, with, with the whole Sith and uh, the Sith Lords and, you know, the, the Empire and everything mm-hmm. like that. And when Solo, you know, seeing the Solo previews, it kind of, you know, like I'm, I'm excited for it, but it's like, ooh, how's this going to be? How's this going to turn out? Um, and it, it was the same way after seeing that last Star Wars, because I think they could have done a little bit more with it. I like, you know, I like, I like the concept to it. Um, I think it opened a lot more windows for the final movie. Is it the final movie coming out? In that trilogy. Uh, yeah, final. It'll be the final yeah. movie in in the uh, in the, the series. The ninth one yeah, in the series. Yep, yep, yep. So I think it opened a lot of doors for it, which which I do enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one I'm excited for, but I'm a little nervous on how it's going to turn out, and I really hope it doesn't ruin it. And that, and I go back to saying how this is a huge moneymaker, and it will be for decades and decades. Yeah. It's only going to take a, a, a stupid spinoff to to completely ruin it. And I really hope this isn't the one. I really don't. <laughs> I completely agree. Speaking of money makers, man. So I want to throw this idea out. And I've had this idea with Harry Potter World because as the listeners will come to know, I love Harry Potter. That's the big thing I grew up on. Uh, books, yep. movies, everything. So, I, I mean, I, I learned to read. I learned to read from the Sorcerer's Stone. Just want to throw that out. Hashtag there. education. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, hashtag get those books back in schools. Just throwing it out there. Anyway, yep. so, but listen to this. So this is my idea. So I've, I've, there was a span where I went to Florida every year for like four years straight, went to Harry Potter World every time I went. And I oh, feel like, 
Whoa, did you say did you just call me privileged? <laughs> okay, anyway, the the, the privileged. <laughs> I feel like there is a big money opportunity that Universal is missing out on. So they build this this castle to replicate, you know, the from the movie, replicate the one over um in the UK, and Disney does this with Cinderella's Castle, where if you're you know privileged enough and you can pay for it, you can stay in Cinderella's Castle for the night. You should be able to stay in Harry Potter Castle for a night if you pay and even with uh, star wars world coming out tell me if you didn't have the money and they told you said hey you could pay x amount of dollars and you could sleep in the death star for the night would you oh for exactly. sure exactly oh, money yeah. maker man like I said, here, here's my money here's my exactly. money exactly I mean... so just heads up disney universal if you're listening um i want some sort of credit you don't have to pay me just let me stay in the castle or the death star for like Hell a no. week Hell no, that's copyrighted. Put the patent that hands down. That's 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 all day right there. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's a great idea because you know that that you know right, yep. the Star Wars series, the Harry Potter series are so large and the fan base is so huge that I feel like it could be successful. You yeah, know what I mean? Most definitely. Yep. Most definitely. So that's that's just my thought out there with that. Um, does looking at the clock here looks like we're limit uh so we are going to go ahead and wrap things up um there's please 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 smash the thumbs up button uh this is also going to be linked to youtube at the random frequency just search it up on youtube uh, make sure to feel free to subscribe if there's anything you want to hear you know kim and i talk about uh just feel free to you know comment uh send us a message any way you want uh, hit us up on Twitter at the random frequency, and we'll make sure to answer your questions each and every week. Yeah, most definitely. And tweet at tweet at us too. Uh, we're at uh, RF Podcast. Um, hit up that Twitter with with anything you wanna you wanna listen to us talk about. Um, you can interact with us on there too. You know, um, we're trying to we're trying to blow it up. So 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 hit us up. Again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm Gus with Cam, and we are signing out. Have a great week.